Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. Love is in the air every time you don't know the words? You, don't, know, you don't know that song? I don't know that song. Where would you have, where would I have heard that song? It's old. Uh, you, sing, keep singing. Paul, no, I, that's, that's it. That's all I know. So, so you don't know Paul, the song? Uh, Paul Jones? Paul? Never heard of the guy. <laughs> uh, but love I, is in the air, nonetheless. Well, it is on our podcast because we've been talking about dating, uh, being single, and then, which there's no love in the air with that except for just with your love for Jesus. So there you go. Boom. Jesus juke. Uh, and then dating. And we could have talked several weeks probably about dating. Uh, but we talked about that. And now we're going to talk about being engaged. Um, Caitlin, do you remember our engagement? What it was like? How special and just amazing it was? It was. Although it's like when you go back and look at the pictures now, <laughs> yeah, compared like, to like oh people's gosh. engagements these days, man. People that have like these professional and these unreal pictures of their engagement and they're like on top of a mountain and I'm just like, what? You're really just like slamming Noah and Rebecca right now. No. <laughs> they have no. the most beautiful pictures. They did. No, I don't, I think there's a part of me that's somewhat jealous. I mean, we were on the ocean, we were on the beach. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I think the sunrise. The only but there was thing no you sun. messed up nope. with was that towel was like blue and green and like not cute at all. Stripes. I, <sighs> I didn't have... You know what I'm saying? And then you put the cute little rose petals on it, but they were red and just kind of clashed. But okay. the thought was there. Guys, listen to this. I went all out. I, first of all, I was so nervous. Very, very nervous. It was my birthday weekend. It was your birthday weekend. We were driving down to the beach, um, Garden City Beach, which is like a special place to us. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to Garden City Chapel where we've had uh, multiple retreats. But we were going to stay with some friends of ours, Gary and Carrie Phillips, and they live right there on the ocean. And so not on the ocean, why do I keep saying that on the beach? And so we were staying with them and on to be fully like confessing here on the drive down, I knew I had the ring. I knew that I was going to propose to you, but I didn't, and I knew that it wasn't going to be on your birthday. Mm -hmm. That was the thing is I, I kind of felt like you knew it was coming. And so I was like, Oh, I'll throw her off and not, proposed her yeah, on her that birthday totally we went to a nice a really nice restaurant Gulfstream in garden city which is an amazing restaurant if you want to go somewhere fancy it's expensive so i basically um blew my bank account and took caitlin to a nice restaurant that was on her birthday and the next day so that night i was like Ooh, you had the idea actually you were like what if we saw the sunrise on our last day and i, I was know, like i like boom. planned our engagement yeah i was like there it is and so <laughs> thank you caitlin so i knew it was going to be sunrise but the problem was a massive storm came that night. I'm talking like thunder, lightning, crazy storm. And I'm like, okay, this is ruined. What am I going to do? It's like, not going to happen. Yeah. Proposing well, the rain like Jim did to Pam. You had our friends even station. meeting us like on the way home too and stuff. I had a friend that was going to take pictures. He's going to hide like he was going to hide like underneath the boardwalk area and like take pictures. And I, I mean, I did have somewhat of a plan, but then the rain happened. And so it was one of those deals where I was like, you know what? Let's just go for it and just see what happens. And the Lord shined his face upon us. And right when we got to the spot, 
literally is called the 10 spot. Don't tell me about it. We said that. Uh, but right when we got there, the sun peeked out from the clouds. A, a An army of angels, angel armies. This is where Chris Tomlin wrote the song, Angel Armies, uh, came out. Ah, and then there was a moment. And look, the towel, it is what it is. I didn't have, uh, I guess a white towel would have been good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, okay. it, I need anyway, details. It doesn't matter. Guys, I, I now put I'm, these. I just know the detail in you is it's my job. <laughs> guys, I put these rose petals. I bought them from the grocery store. Maybe after you fell asleep, I have no idea where I got them or how long I had them. They, I sprinkled them on the towel the night before. I'm in my room. Caitlin's asleep in the other room, and I'm in there practicing this this rollout. So I rolled them up into the towel so that she couldn't see them. And then when we got on the beat, I unrolled the towel, and it was like <laughs> rose petals everywhere. Bam! And Caitlin was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Not impressed. She was like, "Okay, how romantic." And then that's when. And I had just rolled out of bed, and I did not look cute at all. Oh, another thing. just an angel. You were just an angel. Anyways, it was very sweet. So romantic. So if you can't tell, uh, today's topic is about engagement. It's just such a fun time of your life when you know the person that you're going to marry. You know this is them, and you're ready to, as they say, pop the question. <laughs> Get down on your knee. and. Yeah, that was the beginning of our engagement season. We were engaged for, what, six or seven months? Yes, we got so. engaged in March, mm-hmm. and we got married in, in November. November. And, you know, people people have long engagements. They have short engagements. We are kind of, I would say, in the middle, you know. Let me ask you this. this we're we're going to eventually get into the content. But would you have rather, when I'm on my knee, so I didn't have, like, a speech prepared. I think I wanted to say some, like, nice things, which mm-hmm. is not really my, you know, gift. Uh, so, I mean, I'm good at saying nice things, but you, you – Expect more. I know what you're saying. You expect more of me. Right. Uh, I didn't have a – would you have liked a, hey, here I am holding the ring open. Caitlin, from the first day I met you, like, do, would you do – you, would you have wanted like some like speech right there while I'm holding this mm-hmm. ring out? Or is it like a, Caitlin, I love you, you're the bomb.com, will you marry me? And then, bam, you can like put on the ring. Like, what, what, what does a girl prefer? It's, it's neither here nor there at this point because <laughs> I – it happened. It was great the way it was. You know, so, you said some nice things. I don't think we both either. Neither of us remember. I it. have no idea. But I do think the little speech thing is very sweet for that moment. Although I think that's high expectations and pressure because you're super nervous. It is. And I mean, you write those things in cards or you know well, when we were dating and like all those. Things. I knew those things, but yeah, I mean, it is all about that moment. But it's also about your personality and who you are. So I don't think be it, true to yourself. Yeah, I don't think that. Every engagement has to be like that. Well, I will say, guys, the more intentionality, be true to yourself, but the more intentionality you put into that moment, she will very much appreciate. So I think that was kind of part of it, too, that made it fun and special is that we had our own little moment. We went to breakfast right after that. After we got off the beach, it poured the rest of the day. I mean, we literally had like an hour window, and that was it. Uh, We met up with some friends afterwards. It was fun. Anyway, uh, it's all coming back to me, Caitlin. It's all coming back. I keep singing songs. Uh, So anyway, so engagement. uh, We know several college students that have gotten engaged and recently married, and so that's fun. Uh, We were laughing and and talking about how we can't believe it's just so crazy. These these young kids are getting engaged while they're in college. They're just so crazy. And then Caitlin was like, wait a second. That was us. I got engaged while I was in college. <laughs> right um, when we graduated. Well, right, no, I was a senior. You were a senior. You got We got engaged in March. You graduated in May. So uh, not too long. But 
the point of engagement. So we've been talking about this whole time through being single, single in college, dating in college, now engaged in college. What we've been talking about and really the biggest question we've been asking is how can you be most effective for the gospel while you're engaged? How can you be most effective for the gospel dot, 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 that question will follow you for the rest of your life because if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, then it is, that's your, that's your life mission is to advance the gospel, is to, that's what Jesus said before he goes off into heaven, go make disciples. Uh, and so it's sharing the gospel. So if you are finding yourself or you're close to being engaged or maybe you are engaged or maybe one day you're, you're laying in bed and you're dreaming of being engaged, whatever it may be, um, the question we want to answer is how can you be most effective for the gospel while you're engaged? And being engaged, go back to Genesis. I mean, we really understand what marriage looks like when you look at all the way back here in the creation. And it just flat out says, Therefore, a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. So it was God's intention and design for man and woman to meet, to fall in love, to get married, and to start their own family together. And so dating is, yes, a step towards that, but getting engaged is now this like, hey, I'm going to commit. It's now there's a different level of commitment to this person saying, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And it's the it's the first step to unity, to to a union of two people together. Yeah, it's the very beginning, really, of this journey together. So um, you're better together now. You're a team. Um, I, I think it's just a more, there's a more permanence, obviously, to it when you sure. say, okay, we're engaged, like we're committing to spend the rest of our life together. What does this season look like? I think you can go a lot of different angles here, of course, but um, first of all, I think your godly community is so important during this season. Yeah. So really evaluate who's around you. You've got older people speaking into your life. You've got your peers speaking into your life, people that have been married. Um, you know, what does your godly community look like and how have they affirmed and like poured into um, this engagement season? I think, you, you know, you spend a lot of time. This is why we talk so much of why community is important in college, because yeah. you're building these people around you that are going to speak truth to you, that are going to show you Jesus, are going to say the hard things to you. And sometimes you need somebody to say these things to you, especially in a season of engagement or um, when you're in a serious relationship. And so um, evaluate your community. And if, if you don't have godly community surrounding you, um, that's going to be a big issue in an engagement sure. season, I would say. So you need to, to grow that. Yeah, well, in, in a relationship, you have this weird mixture of emotions and logic, I guess. But like you're, uh, sometimes your emotions can cloud other, other like decisions or things that are good for you or good for her or whatever it may be. And so when you are learning what it means to fall in love and, you know, let's think about The Bachelor, you know, where they don't say, they can't say I'm falling in love for you until the very end. And it's like, I think I'm falling in love with this man. And then I want to vomit. So anyway, when you're learning that and learning how to fall in love, what can happen is that the emotion or unhealthy word infatuation for this person in your life what can happen is that now you're not thinking clearly and you're just thinking out of your emotions well that's where your godly community comes in if you have worked again we talked about it in your dating season if you have worked and grown in a godly community while you're dating someone else don't abandon 
the godly community, and especially while you're engaged, that does not mean, okay, I got it, figured it out, I'm good. Still rely on and have your godly community around you because that's your support base. Those are the people that are going to have your back. And if you're like me, you're going to need some extra groomsmen because your future wife has so many darn bridesmaids. Anyway, let's answer the question. How can you be most effective for the gospel? Uh, I think first and foremost, this is a huge one and we don't have a ton of time to dig into it, but the first thing I wanted to mention is purity. Continue fighting for and working towards purity. It is so important. and You cannot tell me and you cannot find any scripture that says once you become engaged, having sex is okay. There's, it's not in there. There's no way. Sex is designed, God designed it, and it's designed for marriage. Continue fighting for purity. It is, it is going to set you up for a healthy, godly marriage. It's a great way. What's another thing, Caitlin, how we can be most effective for the gospel? I think it's such a season of preparation. So you, you can look at that as obviously preparing your hearts for what's ahead. Um, discipline, prepare, you know, growing in different areas of yeah. your life with when it comes to discipline, whether that's um, spending daily time in God's word or being involved in a small group or going to church, those things that you want to bring into your marriage, like really work on and growing those disciplines in your engagement season so that when you get married, it's like those are already rhythms if they're not already. Um, I also think it's very important for you to seek counsel Um, just because it's wise to talk through those hard things. You know, sometimes there's things that you really haven't talked about yet that you should talk about. And so it really helps to sit down with um, somebody else, another couple who maybe has just gone before you. They're a couple steps ahead of you, and you know that they spend time with the Lord, and um, they're wise, and you you trust them, of course. Um, but just to be able to kind of go through some hot topics and to just make sure you're on the same page and really to make sure you've uncovered different things and um, opened all aspects of communication, I think that's something that's really going to prepare you to be effective for the gospel once you become one. Yeah. Yeah, premarital counseling is huge. It may seem old school to some of you, or maybe you think you don't need it. You got it figured out, or hey, I'll figure it out. But it's just such an awesome time to be able to learn some things. There's a a thing that we do called SIMBUS, and it stands for Save Your Marriage Before It Starts. And this is kind of the last thing we wanted to talk about, about how you can be most effective for the gospel while you're engaged. We said, you know, keep fighting for purity. Um... Being engaged does not mean now that the doors are open to where you can have sex with each other. Like, keep fighting for purity. Save that for your marriage. Uh, it's it's just a huge way to set up a great foundation for your marriage. Two, seek counsel. Um, premarital counseling, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But at least have a couple that I would say it's at least five or ten years older than you that can speak some wisdom into you and help you out. You can ask them questions and, and be real open and honest with them. And the last thing is really what I just said, but being open and honest, you know, during your dating years, maybe you're still trying to impress each other, woo each other in or whatever it may be. But during that engaged season, man, don't let there be anything that you take into your marriage. That's a secret. Like that was something that you and I talked about. Caitlin was when you decide to get married to someone, you are laying down your privilege or your right or whatever it is to keep a secret from each other. No, There are none. No secrets. In the words of on The Office, secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Um, I can't say who said that. But so be open, be honest, be vulnerable. Premarital counseling is a great time to do that. But for sure, talk to each other, sit down. That is the time to get. And look, if you say something that's open and honest in that moment, 
and you both decide that, hey, maybe we should draw out this engagement a little longer to work out this thing, or maybe we should just like take a second. It is way better to do that then than you're one of your marriage. You are really struggling and second-guessing some things. Be open, be honest, be vulnerable. Um, so we hope this was helpful and we always want to be challenging to you. And, you know, some of you may have different opinions about what it means to be engaged. And you may think that, you know, things are different now, Adam. We're not back in 1990 again, where, um, people slept in bundling bags. Uh, well, that was the, that was like 1918 or something. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not 1918. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, uh, come on, Caitlin. That was like in the Renaissance time or something. Anyway, uh, th- there's just... Follow the biblical model for marriage. That is your safety net. That is the way God designed it. And continue fighting for purity. Uh, That builds a great foundation for your marriage. Seek counsel, godly counsel. Um, I would not advise getting premarital counseling from someone who's not in a biblical marriage. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, And then be open and honest and vulnerable with each other. And these are all things that are going to help build a healthy foundation for your marriage, uh, but also help you to um, really live out the gospel while you are engaged. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you guys next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and were encouraged in some way. Be sure to subscribe and share the podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.